Good evening, everybody. How is everyone doing? Hope everyone's having a wonderful night. Welcome to the Just Troya show. And um, if you can, please like and share. Um, like and share the video. Uh, and we'll be right back with my special guests. My special guests, I have two tonight. So um, uh, let's go to our intro. And then I'll be back to um, introduce my um, my two special guests. Why is this not? Okay, so my um, my intro is being weird. No problem. <laughs> we will just get started in uh, talking to our, our my, my good friends here. Uh, he, he's been on the show before, but Mr. Zay has not. So I'm looking forward to him being to talking with him. So our first guest is Mr. Bernard Stokes yes. with a uh, King Men's Group and. Mr. Zay. Zay, what is your last name? It's Washington. Nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you guys. Well, of course, I know. Um, I know, um, I know uh, Bernard very well. <laughs> we, 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 uh, and, uh, um, I did talk, and there's one, they have one more in their crew, Mr. Uh, Demetrius Lolly who's not going to be with us tonight, um, which is okay, which is okay. We can still have a, we're going to have a really good conversation. So Bernard, do me a huge favor, if you will, sir. Can you tell, um, and I'll let both of you all introduce both of, uh, introduce yourselves. Um, well, you know what, let me do this first. I apologize. Let me do this first. Our Father and the God, we come to you, Lord, just thank you for this day. God, as we begin this um, show, like we always do, God, we want to give you the praise, the glory, the honor, the honor and the praise. Um, remove all of us and you stand up boldly in your world today. We thank you, we honor you, we bless you for these um, these two um, fine gentlemen that are on tonight. And um, we just pray that um, someone will be helped from what we talk about. All these things are saying in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Now, amen. if you can, amen, if you can, sirs, I don't care who goes first. Could you uh, introduce yourselves and tell our audience about you? Absolutely. So, um, so I'm Bernard Stokes, um, CEO of uh, Kingdom Men's Group. And uh, we've been around, as you know, Elder Troy, we've been around for, this is our third year now of uh, just doing, being consistent with what God called us to do, which is our mantra, which is basically um, helping rehabilitate men of all ages back to their homes, communities, and churches the best way we know how through our faith and trust in God. That has been our mantra. And we have tried to live by it, you know, based on what God has shown us to do. And um He's definitely been with us. Um, as you know, it's three of us uh, that are founders. So we basically uh, came together and formed a group. And uh, we've been going ever since. So we've just been really uh, just giving God praise and just being excited about what he's having us do, really. That's amazing. Mr. Bernard, um, Bernard, you well, uh, my full name is Isaiah Washington, but I go by Zay. So <clears throat> I am currently a part of Kingdom Men's Group, as Bernard talked about. I am the CFO, Chief Financial Officer, which doesn't really matter much anyway, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm still a part of the group nonetheless. So um, like Bernard said, we were around for about three years, and it's actually a vision that God gave Bernard, and I thought it was a great idea didn't know what was going to happen, what we were going to do. Um, but three years later, we're still doing this. And, and it's been a, an incredible ride. And we're still not done. I mean, we got a couple of events that are actually coming up that we're 
actually doing uh, one is prayer, praise, and purpose in the park uh, happening on June 4th. And I just, I think that we need to um, branch out a little bit more. So, um, so yeah, that's me. All right. Is that you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me okay? I can. I can. Um, All right. Yeah, I had the microphone inside my shirt the wrong can side. Can you guys hear me? Gotcha. Yes, ma'am. Yep. You hear me now? Yes. We can. Okay. I am. Don't go nowhere. Stay there. I'm mm -hmm. adding myself in on my other computer. I'll be right there. All right. No worries. Talk amongst yourself. We shall. <laughs> it's all good. Say, how's your day, man? What's going on with you? My day was kind of, it was good, but it was wrong. I had to do a pickup at uh, Pilgrims and Camp. So I just got home at like 6.30. Walked in about 6.30. 6.30? Yeah. Yeah. No, I take that back. I walked in the house about 7 o'clock. Yeah, about seven o'clock. So it was a long day. Just sitting there waiting for the product to be processed. So, but other than that, it was a pretty cool day. Um, did some other things with uh, certain somebodies. I'll talk to you about it later. Yeah. yeah. So the realization is kicking in. Yeah. So it's all good. Amen. I didn't want to uh, <clears throat> get too far ahead, man, um, what we're talking about tonight. Okay. And I know uh, Troy is having uh, some technical difficulties, but I did uh, watch some of the video, and I watched a few other videos on uh, some news clippers, right? Yeah. The topic we're talking about tonight, man, that is crazy. I don't want to get too far ahead, but um, that's going <laughs> on, man. I mean, and it's happening. No, way too often. Way too right. often. Like you know? people are getting emboldened to, to carrying out such craziness like this. Yeah. And one of the news clippings that I saw, it, it it was appalling. And I'm pretty sure I hope to God that some that person is getting reprimanded. Um, okay. Is this better? Way. Yes, it is, Troy. Okay. Huh. Thank you. Hey, sorry everybody about that snap boo. Um, my internet has been acting crazy. Whew, sorry about that. So, um, listen. Before I forget, if you want to, if you want to talk to, and this is why I was outside uh, because of the the barking upstairs. Anyway, um, again, let's try to do this again. Welcome to my guests, the Kings Men's Group. Um, and you're what part of Atlanta are y'all in there in the Atlanta Metro? Um, Mm -hmm. This is Mr. My, my friend up here, Mr. Bernard Stokes and Mr. Mm -hmm. Elijah. Uh, no, that mess up your name. Isaiah. Isaiah, my bad. Zay, Isaiah, got it. I'm gonna start with the E. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even start with the E. Well, you're, you're muted, sir. Oh. It's Isaiah from the Bible. I, 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 Isaiah. You know what? My days, we're going to get this day together. <laughs> but again, um, we're gonna, I'm going to get my life right. I really am going to get my life right. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, I don't, my, my internet's been acting crazy for the last couple of days in my she shed. It doesn't want me. It, want, it doesn't want me to be out there and see shit. So I'm gonna have to do something different. I'm not sure what, but I'm gonna do something different. Um, anywho, so um, remind the viewers if they again just gets it if they if they if they messed it if it messed up when I was when I was coming in. Um, how how did you all begin and what made you all want to start um, the the King's Men's Group? All right. Um, yeah. So we're, we're um, the the vision we had, you know, really is uh, you know, it always has been. I know we spoke about this a couple of times before with Demetrius and myself, but it's always been God driven, and still is God driven. Um, just wherever He's taken us, but 
it just started when at a place where we were at as far as just needing that that um camaraderie you know like uh nfl teams you know uh, sports you know they have that camaraderie where they just able to talk to each other around each other and you know that was something that was kind of uh lacking so to speak of what we had at the time so we was just looking for somewhere just to talk be men get stuff out you know you know we can't talk to you know everybody about everything so we just needed a, a outlet and that's how it started and then it eventually um just kind of turned into this, the pandemic you know got us on zoom and you know we kind of went from there so each year has kind of been elevating into something else and to the point where we're trying to you know where we're doing like these little events every year trying to get better at doing that you know it's not a lot of events but it's enough for us to kind of get um, experience, you know, and get established in. So it's been up and down, you know, but it's been steady, which is the, that's the beauty of it. So that's who we are as a group. And we've been doing it for three years, again, staying consistent and staying in line with what God has us doing and just really just listening to him. So just to get people updated, that's, that's who we are and where we came from. Well, that is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, if I may chime in, um, just adding on to what Bernard is saying is like, even though we had a pandemic for the last couple of years, our group has actually been growing, which is really the odd thing. Um, you know, I thought the pandemic was going to stifle everything because we're on Zoom all the time, but it actually grew. I don't even know. I can't even explain why it grew. So, um, and that's the main thing. I, I, th I think that the, the main mission for us is to reach men. Men in general need to talk to one another about our issues that's going on. Not including the world, just us as men, being men. We don't have that out there. A lot of us don't. So I believe that that sparked something to where they're talking more, they're being engaged, and it's like, oh, that's what y'all are doing. Okay, well, I have pretty much the same issue. How did you deal with it? And it just sparked a conversation of what, well, this is what happened, this is what I did. And it's just continuing, it's growing. So once we um, speak to someone, they speak in turn and speak to someone else to join the group and it's been blossoming ever since. So I've actually got three or four coworkers of mine um, planning to attend this event that we got on June 4th at the park. Um, Alexander Park in, in Lawrenceville, and we're calling it the prayer, praise, and purpose in the park. Um, there's three elements of it. There's prayer, there's praise, and there's purpose. And the first time we did it was a couple months ago. Um, first time, that we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, we just knew that we needed to do something on a larger scale. And um, some things didn't go right with the, the sound and everything. But I think that was God's way of saying, hey, I don't need you to play no music right now because there's people that need to hear what y'all got to say. And it turned out great. We had a couple of people just walked up. This lady just walking her dog. I guess she just felt the spirit, man. And she just started praying um, right there on the mic. And it was it was impactful. And by the time we were done, there were people coming up saying, you know what, me and my husband brought the kids here. We appreciate y'all being here. Um, because he doesn't have any, anybody to talk to about things like that. And he was just eye-opening that this is something that men, that we need to do with men to connect with other men. For, not just for themselves, but their families as well. You know, if we can connect with the men, then that trickle-down effect will happen. You know, because a lot of, I don't know what the statistics are about absentee fathers and, and men that are incarcerated. I don't know the statistics. All I know for fact is Men are very much needed in the home. Fathers are very much needed in the home. Because without that guidance and that discipline that we bring, that we provide as men, is lacking. Your children running amok, not doing well in school, just running through, going to gangs to get that that family atmosphere that they were so desperately need at one. They can't get it because the dad's not there. Dad's may left the house for whatever reason. You know, so that's our main goal is to reach every man, all colors, all creeds, all nationalities, just to say, hey, this is what we're doing. How can I help you? 
I don't have all the answers. Bernard don't have all the answers. Dimitri don't have all the answers. But God does. So we go to God in prayer on everything. I don't care how big or how small. That's what we are here to do. And so this event on June 4th, again, prayer, praise, and purpose in the park is another avenue. I think it's just going to get greater. We're just trying to be used by God. That's it. We're not pastors. We're not preachers. We're not doing all this grandiose stuff. We're just simple guys trying to do something great for other people. Aren't you a minister, Bernard? I know he's a deacon. I am, but in this group, you know, I'm just a man, you know, so. But I am. I am. I am what God called me to be. And that and that is so and that is amazing because you know with, with with the climate of our world today, um, with everything being a black man in America, if I if I say that because I can because you're black, um, that has to be uh, hard. That has to be one of the number one conversations that you have with people and and or women. What do we tell? Our black boys and girls, our black boys, especially how do how do they survive out here, um, in a godly way, right? And um, just in just in general, I mean, just walking down the street, minding their business, and um, ensuring that they're um, that they are being brought up in the way, and then but then you have they're doing everything right, and then but society sees this first they don't see the content of the content of the person they see the color first um what do you how do you combat that with your with your guys with the people that you're talking to or just every day um it doesn't necessarily have to be um with your i mean just every day because every day you're black every day you're a man every day you're confronted with this and at the same time as you're trying to change the narrative how are you um how how how, how are you all processing all of that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> the process um, that we're doing, that, that we're, the way we're processing it is, I mean, as a group, we're all pretty much um, leaders. We pretty much understand, you know, we're, we're men. We understand our roles. And we've all had, we all have our own testimony of where, where we came from and even what we've gone through in the past, let's just say the past week, <laughs> you know, we, we bring that to the table, you know, as far as I, you know, how we process everything from life to um, spiritual and mental. And mm-hmm. right now I believe that, uh, you know, with the climate of the world and what we see in the world today, man, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. You know, you cut on the news and you just see all these shootings and you see, the stuff going on in, in uh, Buffalo and in Sacramento, where the father, you know, uh, had a restraining order against him to see his kids, but then he goes and killed the kids and then killed, like, I think another person and ended up being like five people dead inside the church. You know, stuff like that. It's like, the, to be honest, we can get things out in the open in our group. We can talk about things and you know, before it escalates and gets to a certain level, we have a we have a platform where we can talk as men because it's so stressful. And um, in preparing for tonight, you know, some of the things I was just thinking about that God was giving me was just the the mental and physical uh, and spiritual warfare, but also the stress, the pressure, and the overwhelmness. You know, I'm thinking about the father before we even get to the one in Buffalo. The father that killed the kids in Sacramento was like. Wow, you know, the stress, depression, and overwhelmness that he got a restraining order and he can't see his kids and you know, he got something against the mother. I don't, his mental was shot. And he go a couple of definitions, if you will, because I was trying to just think of something to say for it. And it was like stress is a state of mental or emotional strength. Pressure is a influence or intimidation to make someone do something. And then overwhelmness, to be overwhelmed is basically to be defeated completely. And as I was sitting there reading these things, I was like, wow. And all this stuff God gave me, you know, and put on my mind, like, men, but people in general, before, during, and even after the pandemic, there's been a lot of stress. 
you know, people are working harder. They're having to deal with inflation. They're having to deal with, uh, you know, people just kind of just, they losing it. They're not knowing which way to turn. You know, you can say, hey, go turn to God, go pray. But then, you know, what they see on an everyday basis is, is, is distracting them from doing that. Because they don't have right. a person saying, hey, you know, this is the way you should do it. Because it's so much stress and pressure. As we know, pressure busts pipes. You know, once you reach that level, it's like, I got to do something. And it may not be the, it's not going to be the best thing to do. Under pressure, you make. Uh, our, our pastor was talking about uh, this certain thing last week, last sermon um, on pressure, how pressure makes you make ill-advised decisions, you know, mm-hmm. unwise decisions. You'll go out and do things that's that out of your character, totally out of right. because you're under that type of pressure. So, um, yeah, as far as what we do in our group, this is what we try to bring to the table as far as, you know, hey, let's talk about things before it get to a point of anger or stress or any of these things I just named. Yeah, because I um when you were naming all this, that and I was like I was like California, I was like Sacramento. I did not remember it, it all it all hit me. But I just got a um a text message. Was it yesterday or Monday? It was, last couple of days. Um there was a, a man in Loganville, Georgia. Mm. Excuse me, who actually killed his girlfriend. I don't know if it was his girlfriend or his wife, but killed her and killed then then killed himself. Um, fortunately, the, the, her daughter, I think was eight years old, um, was already at school. So she was already at school. She, she had gone, but two hours later, her mom, she came home to not have a mom because some man decided, you know, um, you don't want me anymore. So now, um, I'm going, I'm, you, can, you don't have to have me, but no one's going to have you either. And there's a lot of that going on. Um. How do you how it's hard to get to them, right? But um, what what do you say to that brother? What do you say to that man that says, "Listen, it's, if it's over, it's over. Do not resort to violence. Um, let her go. Let her live." What do you say to that? What do you say to what do you say? How and 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 how can how do you how do you find them? Because I know they're not just in a vacuum. They're not just in pockets. But right. what do we? What do you do? How do you do? As um, and and do you do anything? We know that they're they're not um they're they're prone to violence and they don't they don't care about the violent um and taking and being violent. How do you talk them down? What do you what do you do with that? Because there's a lot of physical abuse. And you know that we all know that with different, with different people. So how do we? How do how do how do how do you all help brothers become accountable? I think we can, you have to address the issue, but you also have to acknowledge the issue. Because if there's no acknowledgement of an issue, nothing's going to get resolved. Um, I don't have any examples to show you, but in our group, we, we've we we've actually, not to that extent, well, actually, we do have an example, not to that extent of, of, of violence or anything, but there's issue where brother was just moved here um, he got a job, decent job, cutting hair, and uh, found a place to stay because um, he moved out of a, a violent situation in his past. And I think he might have mentioned that he was trying to come back to him. So we were able to give him advice and like, look, in the grand scheme of things, this is where you are right now. You are here for a divine purpose and a divine reason you're here right now. Everybody has a path that they need to be on. You just need to recognize what that path is. Only God is, he knows exactly what's going to happen, but you have to ask him to show you what your next move is. Yes, things may look bleak at the moment, but the sun always shines the next morning. So for that brother that, you know, killed himself and his girlfriend, there's a lot that can be said about that. One, was was there the father in the house? Did he get enough love as a child growing up? What was missing in his life? Because there's no rhyme or reason for a normal human being, a rational human being, 
to just lash out to extreme violence like that. There has to be a uh, that seed. Someone left you or abandoned you to create all these emotions and these feelings and these thoughts. As a young child, you need that. You need that. Like I said earlier, you need your father to kind of lay the, the groundwork. Okay, these are the footsteps I'm laying out for you. As a parent, because I was talking to my niece today and my nephew, I'm like your parents, as parents, because I'm a parent myself, we are here to provide, protect, and for discipline and guidance. That's what a father does, a good one. He's going to lay out all these things for you. But once you leave the house and you lock that door, there's nothing else he can do for you but love and support you. But if you need something, he's right there for you. But you just can't negate everything that he's trying to show you. Um, it's going to be difficult. But at the same time, as a parent, I have to let my children learn the hard way sometimes. Okay, I've laid it out for you. You don't want to do it? Okay, cool. I'll be here. I'll wait. Prodigal son, prime example. He wanted stuff now. Right. That I gotta have. Gotta have it. I can't wait no longer. I'm not getting. All right, you right. want it? Here you go. I'm giving it to you. But I'll be here when you get back. And his dad was waiting for him every single day. Who? How long? We don't know. It could have been years. Yeah. But eventually he came back because he came to his senses. Mm-hmm. When I left my house. Like 18 years old, I couldn't stand my dad. Though he was there, couldn't stand me. I needed to go learn and live my life my way, the way I choose to. Now, you you taught me, or you showed me, sort of, how to live life. But you're not going to learn until you do it, you face it on your, by yourself. When life right. hits you in the face, what are you going to do? Are you going to yeah. go back to remembrance of, oh, this, my, my dad laid it out for me. I'm, he said this was going to happen. I didn't listen. I didn't respect him enough to care. I didn't respect him enough to listen and to do exactly what he wanted me to do. I got to do it for myself. I'm young. I'm hip. You know, I, I got some money in my pocket. Yeah, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to burn it up. Yeah, all your money's gone. Stuff like that. Live your life. And you see why fathers are so important. Groundwork has been laid for you, but yet I'm gonna love you enough to let you go. Just burn it all to hell. But I will be here when you get back. And it's like God, man. He lo- He allows us to do things that we didn't know we wanted to do or, or chose to do. But right. His grace and His timing is always perfect. He's a loving Father. I mean, He's always been there. We just choose to let let go of His hand. And He was like, okay, cool. You're going to let go of my hand, but I'm going to be right here when you get back. I ain't going nowhere. Right. So for those individuals that, you know, especially men, we, we've got we've to take hold of where we are at our present moment. Because this day and age is so crucial. Walking around as a black man is hard enough. Well, it's hard enough before. Now it's just like, Wow. Another black man. What's he gonna do today? I was like, is he a criminal? What's, he, what's his intention? You characterize me before you even, before I even have a chance to speak, which is so wrong. You're profiling me. Get to know me. Say hello. Something. Just don't go automatically have this thing in the back of your head that I'm going to kill you or I'm going to harm you in some way. Not all pe- black people think that way, man. We are trying to. Well. We don't think that way. We are trying to raise a family and to live in peace like anybody else. We want to go to a football game like anybody else. We want to go to the, the movies. We want to go to the restaurant like everybody else. We live a healthy life. We're, everybody's not trying to, to do harm to anyone. We're just not. We're not built that way. No. So, uh, in this day and age, but I think it's, a, I was looking at, uh, what is the scripture? First John 4 says, verse 11, dear friends, let us love one another for the love comes from God. That's the problem. We don't love enough. We right. don't. We don't love enough to care enough. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. 
Whoever does not love does not know God. That's it. If you love, then love comes from the Father. God is love. Mm -hmm. You going around harming people, that tells me two things. One, you haven't been loved enough by the people that needed to be loved you. And two, you don't care to know how to love people. So. Amen. I digress. No, you good, man. You good. I, I feel like uh, I'm in. I'm in total agreement, man. I think that uh, God definitely. Uh, when you take God out of the picture, this is what you have. You know, you have all these different things going on across the board, across the world, as far as like just people doing their own things. People are becoming more. And I forget the scripture where it's at. It's coming to me, but as far as what it says about. Uh, how the world will be in the end days, you know, people will be selfish, you know, mother against daughter, father against son, and or son against their father, whatever. All yeah, lovers of themselves and don't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, uh, I think it was. You talk, uh, let me, I'll look it up. Let me see if that's if that's one we're talking about. You're talking about while you're talking, let me yeah. see if that's the one you're talking about. But no, just just um. You know, and, and how it would be in the end days, but all these things is really like when you take God out the picture and you have to, I don't care what you're doing in life. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care how low the point of life you're at. You got to have God in your life. You got to. I, I've been in some of the, the lowest and highest places. And God is always there, number one, but he's always there to kind of bring you in. You have to have him in your life. You know, you have to accept him in also. You can't just be like, you know, he's going to be there for you, especially if he called you. But you have to accept him in. You have to be able to be like, okay, I accept God in. How do you accept God in? Well, first of all, you start praying. That's how he speaks to you. You know, read his word. That's his communication back to you. God is real. You know, first of all, you have to believe that he is real. Have faith that he is real. These are some of the key components you have to have to understand who God is and how to accept him into your life. And once you do that, baby steps, <laughs> you'll start seeing changes over time. It's not going to happen at once. One thing's for sure, we will have, you know, tragedies and so many other things that are happening like, like that. But when it comes to certain things like this, it just takes time. You have to build on it. You have to build a relationship with God. It doesn't happen overnight. There's things that you have to sacrifice and give up and stop doing in order to follow his will. So as and um exactly and as they as they put in there is um second Timothy three and two, which reads I, I have that pulled up for uh, men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, covetous, boast, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false, good grief. There's a whole lot of stuff <laughs> that they're going to be. Um, and hey, Miss Marcy, in the and anybody who's we're uh, this is again our my guests today are the king, the kingdom men. And they are just brothers who love the Lord and want to help other brothers become who they're supposed to be in, in Christ, who they are supposed to be in the world as fathers, um, brothers, uh, uncles, cousins, nephews, because we all because if there's not a father and, and there's a there's a male figure somewhere somewhere that can step up. So their hope is to do just that. Um, and we were just talking about um, being a black man in America and, and, and the trials that, that comes with. Because you know, um, I'm surprised you know, you, and, and still stay holy, <laughs> yeah, and not want <laughs> and not want to knock somebody out. And and you see all these things, and uh, and and again, um, one of the biggest elements in our society, in our room, in the room right now, in our society is Buffalo, mm -hmm. and ten, ten people who were in essence minding their own business just trying to do with one man trying to go get a birthday cake for his baby and to go in there and 
this manner of evil. Like, even though we know in Matthew 24 that there'll be wars and rumors of wars and haters of men and all of these things, but to see it played out, I don't know about you. That just was like a little bit too much. Yeah. That was too much. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Bernard. No, I was, I was just, I mean, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, it's, it's something that's extremely frustrating, upsetting, and it, you know, to be honest, it just when you see it, it really just pisses you off. I'm, I'm gonna be honest because it's a thing of, you know, like why is this happening so much? And every time you turn around, it's like there's a shooting, you know, and there's there's certain times of the shooting, and then when the when when the higher ups get involved, it's like, oh well, you know, we now we we see the whole thing that led up to it and you're like you're monitoring everything else. You can't really you can't see when somebody's trying to, you know, they basically saying exactly what they're gonna do and where they're gonna do it at. Time, date, everything, everything is just right there on their social media page and everywhere. So that's the frustrating part of when we see things like this happen because like you said, now a father or a mother going to get a cake, going to do this, going just out on a daily routine run, going to get something for the house or whatever, they're not coming back home. Like their life ended that day. That's that's very disheartening and sad because you know you think about your family and think about like, man, you know, that's tragedy. That's devastation. That will lead you to one of the definitions of pressure. That we spoke about earlier, like, okay, now somebody's gonna act out and do something. Over time, pressure builds up. So now you got somebody that's dealing with this type of tragedy, and now inside they're just being eaten away. And then eventually, now they're gonna act out on something that happened over time. It's gonna catch up with them. So, yeah, this 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 thing is is very. Very, very disappointing, man, and to see how people are reacting to it. And it's always the same thing. Always the same thing. You're like, okay, he's arrested. <laughs> you know, like, he, you arrested him, and now he's in jail. And now the first thing he does is plead not guilty after you just clearly, you know, it's the same thing. And I, I, I hate to see that, but it also... This is where the spiritual guidance come in at from God and to try to help you to see things from a different perspective. So you won't go down that road. Because you pray for the families, you pray for the victims, and you pray for their well-being mentally, physically, and everything spiritually. But you also don't want to go down that road of anger. And you're not directly involved with it. So it helps you to be able to because they need somebody to pray for them. You can't be in that same space as they are because they need prayer right now. Right. They need that. So. Right. And I said that today, I, or I said, I said, you know, I, we know what they, we, we hopefully we know what we can give to them because we all have a gifting, right? We all right. have something that God has given to us. Right. And um, at the same time, but at the same time, I, so, and I had to get my human, my human side together. To see what God had desired, to, what God desires, if there's anything to do, and the, the minimum that I can pray, but I couldn't because I was clouded by the way the society. I said because I, I before thirty seconds, thirty seconds, I I, I looked. I said if, if if it was different, yeah, would that look like if it was different? If the if the coloring was different, how would we have been treated? And then, and then God straightened me up real quick. Mm -hmm. on, he said, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not about, it's not about any of that. It's about the people that are hurting. Mm. Right. And we need something. That is your focus, Trey. That is your focus. That is what you're supposed you're supposed to be praying. And in as much in as much as in one of y'all can talk to that one, as much as we don't want to, we still have to pray for this young man who did this heinous act. We still have to present him before the Lord and pray for him. Um, and even if we don't want to, 
and, and get it. We get it because Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. Jonah <laughs> did not want to go to Nineveh for anything because these, these people were in his mind were equal. But we have to. We, and how do we do that? How again? Because again, if you if, if how do you from, from a from a male perspective? Right, because you, I mean, because in this world are really three things, right? As we, as we, we all are, you're a black, you're a male, you're a black male, and you're a Christian black male. So you, there's emotion, all of those. How do you? How will you? How do you? And how going back to that? How do we reconcile? How do we? How do we heal ourselves first, and then be able to tend to those who need us the most? Uh, I, I think for me, as hard as the news is about mass shootings and how our black men are being taken away from us, the internal struggle is very real and it's disheartening because why are we being hunted down like some wild animal that we're not? Like I said earlier, you fear something that you don't understand. So the first, your first reaction is to kill it. Not thinking any, anything beyond that. He's a father. He's a brother. He's a cousin. You, they just don't care. So I think for me, it's like I really have to calm my spirit down because the the reaction is the same of I want revenge for my, my brother of color. I want revenge. And then I would have to go talk to Bernard, I'll talk to Demetrius, I'll talk to any one of the guys in the group. And that's one reason why this group is formed so that we can express all the emotions, all the feelings that we and anxiety that we get from seeing this on a daily basis. It's very frustrating to know that another white man, little boy, 18 years old, decided to drive 300 miles to kill black people because of some stupid agenda like, oh, they're taking away all the rights and everything else. Where are you getting your information from? Who taught you to hate like that? That's where it starts. Who taught you to hate? Was it your parents? Some mentor? They need a lot of help in that direction. They need a lot of prayer. And, you know, same for the Charleston shooter. That baffled me because I'm from there. I'm like, how do you kill these beautiful angels? And they're pouring out their heart to you. Pouring out their heart to you. And you just dismiss everything. You dismiss the love that was shown to you. The encouragement that was shown to you. You didn't care whatsoever. Only thing that you had on your mind was like, I'm going to get away with this and nothing's going to happen because I'm white. That white privilege exists. It's real and it's happening today. I wanted to comment on that too, uh, if you will. Um, you know, it's so it's so crazy because speaking of this, this very thing and how people think in their minds, you know, um <laughs> saw a movie. Uh Shay and I saw a movie, Doctor Strange too, right? And uh the battlefield starts with the mind, like it's here, right? It's a mental warfare, right? So there was a scene in the movie where it was an actual a battle takes place between the Scarlet Witch and, you know, just a spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. <laughs> the Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange's crew on the ground, right? I haven't so, seen it yet. Go ahead. Oh, you, do you not want me to tell it? Go ahead. I ain't going to the movie theater, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, you good. So, <laughs> in this scene, she's, uh, she can't get, they are together. And they're putting up these force fields. So each person has their own force field to stop her from attacking. So they're on the ground and they got this force field up. She can't get through. She cannot penetrate. But as she's looking down, she finds the weakest one 
she 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 see that he's the weak one. And once she saw him, she zoomed in and she was like, she <laughs> she whispered one thing to him, run. And as he takes off running, now everyone else is being affected by the force field. So the force field weakens and now she comes in and attacks. That is my that example was based on and what we're talking about now. It's like, man, the mind is being attacked by everybody. Like Malcolm X, I always say this, Malcolm X said, uh, uh the media has the power to make an innocent man guilty and a guilty man innocent because they control the minds of the masses. When you control the mind of the masses, this is what happens. So now you have people walking around, like Zay, you said that, um, you know, as he learned this from his parents, he ain't even got to do that. Social media, he can go online and just see all these different things and just be, he just eat that stuff up. His mind is eating it up. All the negativity is, as little positivity there is on social media, there's more negativity. And the more he eats that up, him and people alike, they just go out and they now they act on it. And they do things like this. And I hate to say it, but that's just it's as simple as that. You know, there's people with weak minds in this world. There's people with strong minds. Go ahead. That go that go with it. That go to it. And I mean and and um and we're gonna have this is gonna have to be a part two conversation because when you said that it brought something else up to me when you talk about the mind. Um because what what also that has been um uh and we and we are getting ready to shut down because I have I have exactly one minute to say what I need to say and then y'all get two minutes to say what you gotta say and figure out. Um, um, because it's not just that, it's also, so I think it is a social media thing because the last few months we've lost a lot of our young people to suicide a lot. and a lot of people are, are committing suicide. Like there's no hope at all. And my, and my heart broke because it was, I think it was first Regina King's son. Then there was the, 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 the Miss USA. Then there was a young man from from uh, Walking Walking the Walking Dead or something, the TV show Walking Zombie show, the zombie one. Yeah, the Walking the zombie, Dead. The, the Walking Dead. The young man, he was thirty. He killed himself. And then right behind that, there were some other ones. Even to recently, where Naomi Judd, uh, not Naomi Judd, yes. I just killed herself uh, uh, um, behind mental illness, and um, and then <clears throat> I think it was Regina Kingston said, "I need to stay off of social media." So my heart, that's what I'm saying. We have this, and this is part two. Um, we need to be we need to be able to meet people, help people, treat people where they are, and talk to them. And I think groups like yours and um, the the, King, the the Kingdom Men's Group, like yours, were able to speak to people and and give them where there's no hope, give them hope. And there's, there's conversations like we're having. We're not condemning anyone because we don't have, there's, I have no heaven or hell to put anybody in. But what we're saying is there are people out here that like you guys, that we, that can be, can um, help in a time of crisis. Because sometimes you don't, as I'm a female, I, there's a lot of things I do well, as I say it all the time. I, 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 when my, I had my nephew for a while when he was a kid. I said, I do a whole lot of things well, but I don't know how to be a man. I, I'm not even going to try to be a man because I, I don't want to step in, in a man's shoes because I can't teach you what a, another man can teach you. Just like a man can't teach you. I mean, you can show us, but there's some things that moms need to teach the, the, the daughters. Um, and I, I guess just, that's a Troy thing. So somebody get mad at me for saying it, but I'm not a man. I can't teach you how to, and the hardest thing I had to show my, my grandson to do that I'm raising is how to use the bathroom. Standing up. <laughs> that was the hardest thing I had. To, I had to show him. I'm like, I, that's not. That's not my my my. Uh, hey Shay, um, that is not my uh, my. That's not my lane. That's clearly not my lane. And then they're just y'all are just weird people as little people. Can I just? <laughs> y'all are strange individuals. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, my grandson, I love him. But like, oh, you're just weird. He just does some weird stuff. And I'm like, 
I didn't teach you this. Maybe that's just who you are and your DNA as a man. I don't know. <laughs> but um, what is that? We have to, we have to um, and, uh, <clears throat> see somebody else agrees with me. Somebody else, thank you, Miss Marcy. I'm not the only one that thinks little boys are weird. I love y'all, and I will always love and support you, but y'all just, just weird. And I just look at them, I'm just like, oh my God. But anywho, with that said, uh, we have about one good minute. <laughs> We want uh, we want you to uh, I don't care you uh, Zay or you Bernard and, and like I said we're going to have to put a, uh, we're going to do part two um, for this next for another conversation and make sure we can have Demetrius on too. But um, uh, how can people get in touch with you? What do you uh, where are some things that you where can they find you guys? Uh, give give all the information um, now if you will please, sirs, and then we'll be and then we'll close out. Zay, I pass you the ball, man. Run it. All right, Kingdom Men's Group. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Kingdom Men's Group. Um, or if you want to call me directly, I'm not scared. 404-957-1475. 404-957-1475. Um, again, we got an upcoming event, prayer, praise, and purpose in the park. Alexander Park, June 4th at 10 o'clock in the morning. Be there. And one last thing, uh, just wanted to say this real quick. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There's a few. There's still a lot of work to do, and God is using us to do what we're doing now, but there's still so much more. So many more, so much more help needed, so much more work to do, so I just want to put that out there. Um, Troya, Thank you. Sorry. I appreciate it, but I want to give you a little bit of advice with your nephew. Put Cheerios in the toilet bowl. Say, so, hey, aim for that right there. Oh, no, we're good. It's my, gra- it's my grandson. Oh, your it's grandson? My grandson. Okay. okay. We got him. We're good now. You got it? All right. Cool. <laughs> yes. So hey, I'm, like, I'm just trying to help. That's all I'm trying to do. I, listen, that's what I'm saying. There's men folk. So we're good. We're good. We're good now. But I was like, oh, my God, this is on my nerves. But anyway... Um, maybe we try to bring them June, July. Bring you all back end of June, beginning of July, somewhere in there. We'll see how that works to do a part two. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, and we are getting ready to hang up because, uh, and we are gone and we are going to do our et- 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 outro. And we'll see you in two weeks. Well, my, my, my guest will be Mary, uh, Captain Mary P- Pierce. Um, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank Good night, you. All. God bless. God bless.